the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Stop the process, squirrel! Justin, breaking news on all three channels here in Studio Xanadu. U.S. military strike kills Iran-backed militia commander, U.S. official says. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? So we're kicking the ass of those inbred Hamas, right? Oh, no, 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 no. This isn't Hamas. This is Hezbollah. What the hell's the difference? One likes their goats to the left. The other likes the goats to the right. In the meantime, what you have is an admission of World War III. And who's the commander and thief? Please enjoy the performance that's about to begin. All right. We're going to walk off here and get our performance. And the crowd laughs because for three years, this stupid son of a dog can't get off a stage without three Secret Service agents acting as a Andy Dufresne with the, with the flashlight and an exit sign to get him off the frackin' stage. Does anybody want to talk about why we're killing a Hezbollah in Iraq? 300 miles away from where you announced you were bombing Hamas. In the meantime, here's good news. Turns out that Bibi Netanyahu says to whoever you're dealing with in Hamas, let's kill them too. Take your deal and shove it. The bad news for us is we got our own problems right here in this country. We have new video of yet another violent migrant attack, and you will not believe this one. This video doorbell footage shows a migrant stealing a pro-Israel flag from a Jewish family's Long Island home. And one of the members... That's kind of odd, right? I mean, you're here. Where are you from? You're from some Central South American hellhole socialist utopia like Venezuela. You're from El Salvador, Nicaragua. Where are you from? One of the countries where Kamala, because that's her new name. I heard Biden say it. Kamala. Let's just call her the toe. Where the toe gave 1.5 billion that nobody can figure out. Where are you from? Of this family, by the way, lost a relative in the October 7th terrorist attack by Hamas. And there you see this individual taking that pro-Israel flag. That homeowner rushed to get his flag back, but the migrant immediately began punching him in the head. You see it there. Put him in a chokehold, headbutted him at least once. That's all according to the homeowner and threw him to the ground. That migrant has been arrested and charged with a hate crime. Authorities say he's a Palestinian from North Africa. That's how he self-described. What? Well, how the hell did he get... How did this goat Casanova, this inbred, whose mommy and daddy are first cousins, how did this filthy animal... And yes, I, I, I saw the video, Squirrel. I can guarantee you his mom and dad are first cousins. He has the overbite and that dull look in his eye that they all have. In the meantime, how did he get here? And he got into the U.S. illegally from Mexico 
back in November. And one. Oh, but we're, we got all the gridlock and the spending bills, right? You want to make sure your 60 billion went to Ukraine and all the rest of it. In the meantime, this is what the, the news stations are touting, how it's the Republicans fault. And they don't want to talk about Joe Biden and 94 executive orders in 80 days. And on the third one, it was to destroy our southern border and our northern border. They don't want to talk about that at all. And in the meantime, they're going to run on it. Well, you're not running too good, boys. Take your cue from uh, Mitt Romney's niece, who's going back to the ranch to marry some more guys. Got a couple of things to share with you here. Let, let's be clear about what happened last night. The president of the United States threatened a veto on the Israel uh, funding package. Um, Chuck Schumer then uh, said that he would put a blockade up in the Senate. And he had 166 House Democrats who followed leader Hakeem Jeffries off that cliff. They, they, they took that lead. Hakeem Jeffries. What is, the, is that name? Uh, is that Pennsylvania Dutch? Is that uh, Swedish? Hakeem Jeffries. And they blocked the funding. Let me, let's be clear about this. That bill provided exactly the amount of funding that the president himself had requested. It was $14.3 billion that we passed many, you know, three months ago. And then we added to it to replace our stockpiles and our munitions on what's happening in that region. There is no reason whatsoever for them to object to uh, the, the contents of that bill. Yes, there is. They're traitors. And they're rooting for exactly who they're bringing in to our country. You see, this is an ongoing problem. And it's not just Palestinian sympathizers. You know, we got our own here, mainly baristas who would get tossed off of parking garages if they actually were in so-called Gaza. In the meantime, what we have are other problems. Aside from the inbred goat Casanovas. Look at this. Today, the Border Patrol chief, Jason Owens, tweeting out that this fiscal year, the Border Patrol has apprehended more than 160 migrants with known gang affiliations. Do you know why that's even worse than it sounds, Squirrel? The fiscal year, another uh, another accounting trick by our low-life, fraudulent government, that's from October. So from October to now, 160 low-life gang-banging scumbags for Sinaloa cartel and whatnot. MS-13 and the like, they're involved with murder, extortion, narcotics, weapons, human trafficking, and prostitution. Well, they'll blend right into Chicago or New York. Now, following up on our colleague Jillian Turner's great reporting yesterday about specifically Chinese migrants, which are the fastest growing group among all migrants, the 37,000 fiscal year 23, I confirmed this morning that they have encountered nearly 20,000. You see that 19,600 Chinese migrants already this fiscal year on track to shatter last year's uh, record. Once again, once again, this talking mannequin moron. He means since October 1st, it's up over a thousand percent. So we got the communists, we got the Palestinian sympathizers, we got MS-13. What's that add up to since October 1st, Squirrel? Brand new border numbers just released. Listen to this. CBP sources exclusively telling Fox that there have been more than one million migrant encounters since October 1st. When our That's a lot of people. Yes, it is. Now, the Democrat sewers that are wallowing in corruption and thievery and low-lifery, ghetto living, they're going to use this as an excuse for more federal money because they're bust-outs. They're bankrupt. They can't exist without the bailout and the whole nine yards. But the other thing is the good people in these areas, they suffer. They suffer as if it was the third world because that's what we're devolving into. Cops arrested seven people yesterday in what they call a highly sophisticated gray larceny pattern. 
a series of snatch and grab moped robberies that they've been tracking since December. You imagine this in America in the year 2024. You're shuffling off to work late to a meeting. And like it was Guadalajara, some filthy savages drive up on a moped, pop you on a noodle and take your belongings. Welcome to America. In the meantime, none of this existed before the Dimwood and Diapers stole the most important office. None of it existed. So we're going to make sure he finishes the job. That's what the American people want. Leaders who will fight for freedom, a Congress that will help President Biden finish the job. Keep going. Keep going. I want you to elect more Democrats. I really do. Get everything you deserve, like Dearborn, Michigan. Do you ever go through Michigan, Squirrel? Oh, it's a beautiful country. If you drive all the way up to Ludington, oh, you'd think you were in a Norman Rockwell movie. Unless, of course, your car breaks down on the way there in, let's say, Dearborn. Dearborn is ramping up security after an opinion piece described the city as America's jihad capital. The Dearborn mayor... A jihad capital! America's jihad capital! Right here in the middle of our country. As they're sympathizing with the rapists, the inbreds, the ones who are willing to murder everybody, even in their own family. You know, if their wife looks out of the window without her hijab on. Mayor Abdullah Hamoud tweeted that the city has been targeted by more Islamophobic rhetoric online since the Wall Street Journal published the item. I wonder, what is the Islamophobia? I I don't mind anything with Islam. It's you Sharia morons that make your women dress up like beekeepers. It's you that are the real scourge and the cancer in this earth. And, 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 And everybody knows it. Ravi, before their houses were torched by Hamas on October 7th, hundreds of Israeli women were murdered twice, according to a United Nations presentation today. This startling turn of a phrase refers to Israeli women who were raped and left for dead, then killed with rounds of gunfire, according to the Israeli... I don't know, should we negotiate with them? You want to negotiate? Who's going to negotiate? Kamala? Is Kamala going to negotiate? Or Nikki? Is Nikki going to negotiate? Who's going to negotiate with them? by Hamas commandos who use sexual assault as a weapon of war. On October 7th, Hamas committed crimes against humanity. They raped... Oh, are we supposed to forget about this? And we're going to go back to the two-state utopia that Gaza always was, that they haven't improved the plumbing in 70 years? Where exactly is the title company in Gaza? I mean, what is the, what is the median condo sales in Gaza prior to when the Hamas... Inbreds decided to kill, maim, mutilate, rape innocent people who were ironically feeding them. Because do you know the other dirty little secret? They couldn't feed themselves. Seventy years, the only way they existed, charity and welfare, because they're theocrats. They don't want to achieve any kind of happiness on this planet. They're like uh, the other ones who think they're going to be Christ on the next planet, only without the religion. Murdered and violated Israeli women. This new video played today at a special U.N. meeting in New York. In the kibbutz here and elsewhere during this Hamas sneak attack on Israel almost two months ago, more than 300 Israeli women were killed and many of them said to be sexually tortured. So the guys who are negotiating on behalf of Hamas, did we kill them today? Because anybody who represents this kind of evil, this kind of barbarism, we're not talking about land anymore with you. 
Well, Katie, I just want to update you on a little bit of breaking news. You watched in the last hour as President Biden emerged from that very, very long phone call with Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel. The president visibly enraged as he described the atrocities committed in this country. Just in the last couple of minutes, we've got the readout from the Israeli side of that phone call, and it gives a little bit of an insight into why the president felt so strongly. The Israeli prime minister told President Biden that what happened on Saturday was barbarism that has not been seen since the Holocaust. He talked about hundreds of people were slaughtered. And Katie, for the first time, an Israeli official saying on the record that women were raped as part of this attack. It's been very widely reported. Not to mention baby Kiefer, the baby that was beheaded. Not to mention the numerous other atrocities that Hamas committed on their own people. On their own people. For what, since the beginning of their founding? In the meantime, what about uh, Joe Biden's warning the day after? Let me say again to any country, any organization, anyone thinking of taking advantage of this situation, I have one word. Don't. Don't. Yeah, you should have wrote it on Charmin, because since you said that, we're in the midst of World War III. And instead of making sure your own citizens are secure, you doubled down. You opened up the border, and now I've got these inbred savages assaulting Americans. Tearing down Jewish flags of Jewish homeowners in my country. And in the meantime, you, 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 you pretend to be a legitimate president. After all, you can't even pronounce your own vice president's name. Who inspired a nation. But as Kamala described. I thought we had a whole big to do when she was running. It's not Kamala. It's Kamala. Let's just call her the toe. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Death to America and butter shots. Don't boil me. I'm still alive. Iraq Lobster. I can't remember. Was it uh, the Houthis, Hamas, Hezbollah, or the old Taliban? Which one was left the $85 billion squirrel in Afghanistan? Oh, it was the Taliban. Well, I don't know. I don't think we have to bomb any of them. Let's just give them planes and watch them try to fly. Allahu Akbar. And it's as almost if, for the first time in human history, goats smiled. Uh, Glenn in Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. Listen, on uh, January 28th, Fox News reported that the father of a murdered IDF soldier says Hamas terrorists tried to sell his son's head for $10,000. They found it in a duffel bag. His son was a colonel, a commander in their, in their, uh, in their uh, special forces who was kidnapped after he was shot a couple times, and they tortured him to death, and they cut his head off. And these are the same filthy animals that were supposed to... What is it, a two-state solution or three? You want a three? What are you going to do? Are you going to create a nice Lake Geneva? Little tourist? Maybe you're going to have the Ritz-Carlton open up condos on the beach? You morons! 
You didn't discover toilet paper in 300 years, you idiots. You lived on welfare. Can't pick a potato. You're useless. Uh, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks a lot for taking my call. No problem. Did, did you did you, any, uh, did you get any word on the Gaza Stock Exchange? What did they close? Did they close in the positive or the negative? Anybody got any uh, GDP of Gaza? Go ahead. They sell furniture, right, you know. Oh, yeah. I want one of those Palestinian chairs. Phenomenal. Beautiful. Go ahead. Hey, what I want to say is something that you are well aware of, but I want to take and tell, uh, just to remind uh, your uh, audience about this here, because these damn Republicans and everything, the way they vote and everything, they're, they're basically playing good cop, bad cop. That's why you got these three, three, the one, that Mike Gallagher guy, what a rat, and they pretend. But here's the thing. They take and make that spoiler vote and everything like that. Then they come up with all these uh, this, uh, excuses trying to hide their dereliction uh, uh, and their deceit. Yeah. They're deceitful and they're derelicts. They take yeah. and they vote it. They're all together. You're you exactly right, to... right, Sean. Yeah, they're all you. together. I want you to get me a quote, uh, uh, Squirrel. I'm thinking about maybe we we'll do a development down here. I want some of that Palestinian steel. Can you get me some of that Palestinian steel? How about that new pipe they discovered for toilets and whatnot? Can we get some of that? What exactly you've been doing? Oh, I know what you've been doing. You've been murdering, mayhem, killing your own people. Not to mention how you feel about your neighbors. Some of these women were murdered twice. The first time when bloodthirsty Hamas terrorists committed shocking acts of sexual violence against them. How about one of those Palestinian Blackberry phones? We get one of those? Somebody give me a price quote. How about shoes? They even have shoes. The second time these women were murdered was when terrorists put a bullet in them. Tonight, major women's rights groups in the U.S. and worldwide are being criticized. For- oh, shock, shock. That was three weeks ago. Now they're out. Two-state solution, ceasefire. Even Fetterman knows better. There's silence. I never in a million years would have dreamed that the world would turn their back on survivors when the perpetrators so gleefully recorded their violence and shared it with the world. The The reason I'm playing this is all of these fraud, fraud Democrats that all the moron lawyers who happen to be Jewish, you have been voting for generations. They just made sure Israel doesn't get a nickel. That's what they did, dummies. You're going to vote Democrat again? I guess if you're in the mafia, right, and you get to buy your tax auction property, get to drive the Glencoe in your G-Wagon, then you're willing to do anything, morons. Team speaking with prominent Chicago food industry executive Julie Smolianski, who is reshaping her not-for-profit to support Israeli women who survived Hamas sexual attacks during the war. This was part of their orders, was to rape and torture as many people as they could. We've Yeah, be sure and negotiate. Let's negotiate. I'll negotiate. Can you send them all to the old Leones on Lake Street? I'll negotiate with every one of these filthy animals. And supported every organization, every every um, group. But suddenly when it comes to Jewish women, the world is silent. It would be like um, terrorists coming into Lollapalooza and kidnapping and raping our women and children. Well, they don't have to go that far. You don't have to. You bring it right home. Isn't there a concert hall in, uh, in Dearborn, Michigan? Dearborn has the nation's highest Muslim population per capita. Stephen Stalinsky. Also- I wonder, are they, are, they, are they protesting Hamas? Right? Because 
if the Catholic, let's say one of those Catholic squirrels that beat themselves after they pretend they look at somebody, some woman on the street and they beat themselves with the letter. What are they called? Some, some sort of Catholic. If they were killing and raping people, I'd be calling them out. Are all the good, are all the good people of this religion outraged as I am? Are they all disgusted at the waste of life of baby Kiefer and the women and the men that were tortured? Cause you know, 37 of them killed last night. You thought you were negotiating for hostages. What the hell did they live through the last three months? Huh? I'll tell you what. Because they didn't like our president. I mean, it's ludicrous. It could stop tomorrow. It could stop tomorrow. All we need, all we need is a man in office. He died like a dog. He died like a coward. He was whimpering, screaming, and crying. And frankly, I think it's something that should be brought out. Like he was in the parking lot at Leone's circa 1982. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. How about that? You beat the hell out of an American. Take his flag. What do you think? You're in some third world hellhole where you get to beat your women? What about uh, squirrel Palestinian uh, fine jewelry and timepieces? Ah, of course, you don't want anything ticking from Palestine. That's true. In the meantime, what do we got going on here in our own domestic area? Let me just say that we're really fortunate to have a real leader, a true friend, and an historic vice president, Kamala Harris. Now, there it's Kamala. What is it over here? Let's see. Who inspired a nation. But as Kamala described, now it's Kamala. inspired a nation. You see, Squirrel? That's why you just go with the toe. Uh, Ed Dyer. How are you, sir? Wonderful. How are you? Well, I want to ask you a question. I, well, it's not actually a question. It's let's say they get their way. And Who's all they? the users start Who's they? You mean the UAW, the Teamsters? Who are you talking about? Which mafia organization are you talking about? I'm talking about Iraq, Iran. All, all right, same they thing. They just don't have as many breaks. Go ahead. And the Jews are gone. Yeah. Who's next? That's an interesting question. If you ever read, read their uh, document, I think we have the answer. Hold on, wait a minute. The Quran does not say go kill all these people. Actually, it does. No, it doesn't. Surah 9. Have you read it? Yes, ma'am. In fact, I have it in my back pocket if you'd like me to read it, because I had a feeling this might come up today. So I brought some verses. This is a preacher uh, on the street corner squirrel, and he's approached by one of these pro, uh, pro uh, hijab uh, people, and uh, he's got the answer in his back pocket. Because he actually brought the text. But like CPS students, I wonder what exactly is the percentage they can read. From the Quran that actually do talk about this. Now, I understand you think there's an explanation. I get that, and I'm grateful for that. But there are verses like this. Surah 929, fight those who believe not in Allah, nor the last day, nor hold that forbidden which hath been forbidden by Allah and his messenger, but impose jizya, which is submission over the infidels. That's me and you, Squirrel. It's definitely the guy who uh, was an American Jew who, in his own, in front of his own house, something that this guy's probably never going to have, in front of his own house, put a flag up, and then this third-world theocrat scum took it. And then he had the audacity to lay his hands on an American citizen, which is why when they say, cease fire, I say fire more. We have new video of yet another violent migrant attack, and you will not believe this one. 
This video doorbell footage shows a migrant stealing a pro-Israel flag from a Jewish family's Long Island home. And one of the members of this family, by the way, lost a relative in the October 7th terrorist attack by Hamas. And there you see this individual taking that pro-Israel flag. That homeowner rushed to get his flag back, but the migrant immediately began punching him in the head. You see What kind of neighborhood does this guy live in? You imagine seeing your neighbor get punched in the head by some moron? What you first thing I'm not even asking questions. You run out there with the axe. What are you crazy? What the hell kind of neighbor Oh, it's a civilized neighborhood. Probably the house next door has one of those hate has no homes here. Let's watch Al get his ass kicked by some illegal alien. It there, put him in a chokehold, headbutted him at least once. That's all according to the homeowner, and threw him to the ground. It's like being it's like walking down the street in New York or Chicago. Some illegal alien pulls up on a moped, does the same thing. Rich in Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing better than most of these people. I've never been beat up by a gang of third-world illegal aliens with no deodorant on a moped. Have you? Nope, never. All right, good enough. We're way ahead never of the would. game, Rich. Way ahead of the game. Never would. No, me either. Guns what and I wanted knife, to say brass is, knuckles and knives. I love all that stuff. Yeah. 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 On top of all, everything that's going on in the country, we still have millions of people on welfare. We got uh, we got the Democrats still wanting to forgive student loans, and now I'm hearing that they want to forgive medical debt. What's next? Forgive votes. Uh, oh, forgive our credit card debts and pay uh, yeah. our mortgages. It's just like the Soviet Union say, without those big furry hats. Yeah, but why don't they just come out and say if you vote for the Democrats, we'll pay all your bills? That's basically what they're doing. Forgive votes. It's ridiculous. Well, Come on, Rich. They've been doing that since you were a young kid playing tiddlywinks. That's their game. They're the Pied Pipers of the welfare roaches. And what I like is how they all become very, very rich by front-running the policies. Actually, Joe Biden at his age is so, he's, he has a big vision for our country. He brings the wisdom, the, the knowledge, the judgment of age, as, as well as experience. Uh, he knows how to get things done. Pay attention, Squirrel. This uh, policy... No. This policy whore is worth a couple hundred million. Pay attention. He's a legislator, not a, uh, a person to hold things up. And he has a big heart of empathy for the American people. <laughs> sure he does. Look at the ghettos. Look at around the country, wherever there's a fracking Democrat. Look at the quality of life. It's that of some third world nation, because that's what they are. And in the meantime, they all get real rich. We have incredible candidates and frontliners running. And a little bit in response to the previous question, when you talk about the when people see what's happening on the ground in their districts, that's when it really sinks in. The Yes, I think that's when it should sink in. Let's bring it down a little narrower, Squirrel. Let's go a little local. Here's another example of a low life. Well, what did she call them? Vibrant candidates or as I like to call them, a low life Democrat. WGN Investigates has an update on dysfunction in Dalton, where local leaders are fighting over transparency, spending and safety. Now the South Suburbs controversial mayor is firing back and it all played out at a public meeting last night. Y'all forget I am the leader. They want to hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet, the mayor, not the trustees that don't do nothing, that only run their mouth. You know, and the other thing to to remember, Squirrel, is for 240 something years the mayor is not an important position you're nothing you're a moron you do what the people want but in these ghettos and in the soviet union and venezuela and havana cuba politicians are big deal 
That's how it is in these Democrat sewers. See, but in my town here, where I live, I'll walk in his office and tell him what I want him to do. Because he's nothing. He's a political whore and nothing more. I don't do no work, no work. Tiffany Henyard considers herself something of a crusader, but one who's clearly annoyed by questions from a rebellious group of Dalton trustees who are in a standoff with her over spending. And Andrew Holmes, the reverend, he's one of those trustees. What about the book? What about the holy book? You're watching her rob people blind. What are you doing, dummy? At the end of the day, vendors are not being paid. Board approved it. The vendors are not being paid. How about you be a good leader, bring RFPs to the forefront. So not just us, but the residents and everybody else in America know how the money is being spent. By the way, she's giving you this speech in an outfit that costs more than most of the people's cars that live in the community. The average salary in the community, median income, 27 grand. And this low-life roach is flying first class and blowing tens of thousands on vacations. Of the people's money, not her money. She don't have any money. She's a bust out. Everything she has, she robs from the people. WGN Investigates has cataloged tens of thousands of taxpayer dollars spent on trips, meals, and more by Tiffany Henyard and her allies in Dalton and on the Thornton Township Board, where she's the supervisor. And by the way, 80% of those constituents, they'll vote for her again. You book it. You know why, Squirrel? Because of uh, exactly what Rich was talking about. She's just going to give them more something for nothing. You could pretty much do anything to the army of welfare roaches. Township credit card records show Henyard and other officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many of the flights were first class. So were the accommodations. In Atlanta, Henyard and her team stayed at the Four Seasons Hotel. Oh, that's a five-star. One-star person, five-star resort. Costing taxpayers more than $9,000. In New York, the bill came to 13000 Henyard has refused to explain the specific purpose. She doesn't have to. She's a Democrat in a Democrat-run area, legacy Democrat. She could do whatever the hell she wants. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Did you see the Pakistanian uh, former prime minister? They put him in jail, squirrel. They did the same thing they're doing to Trump in their kangaroo corrupt courts. And um, he's using AI for campaign uh, commercials and campaign appearances. It's awesome. He's going to win. And in the meantime, it's fun to see the pseudo-intellectual frauds, you know, the Democrats in Chicago, who thought that they were so immune to the reality of their choices politically. They're waking up a little bit different today, though. I mean, the messages range to just plain nonsense to really hate speech that were written on these flyers that were on about 50 to 40 cars out here. They all came with a website. They were all handwritten. Now, that website is offline right now, but we are told that it was just full of hate. On this quiet Lincoln Park block, a very loud anti-Semitic statement was made face down on windshields yesterday morning. Initially, I thought it was a parking ticket. Um, then I noticed all of the cars had it, got closer, and turn, it turns out it was a um, piece of cardboard that was face down on my windshield. This woman, who didn't want us to use her name or show her face, uh, found that piece of cardboard had an anti-Semitic message written on it, a message we are choosing to blur. I wish. I Why could- are you blurring it? 
Why are you protecting people from exactly what's going on? You know, and here's the other thing. If you're going to look for suspects, you can't, can eliminate all Chicago CPS students because this guy could write. Say that I'm surprised about seeing something like this. Um, unfortunately, it's not surprising, but it just perpetuates the hate and divide that we again see in our country every day, and it's just terrible. Maybe they were on their way. Uh, to a suburb to protest. Pat and Dina, we're on Cronin Road in Niles near an industrial area. I'm going to step out of the way to give you a better look at what the situation is out here. So as you can see, several pro-Palestinian protesters have blocked this road while officers and tactical gear surround them. Now, now with all the atrocities that we witness with our own eyes, with all of the information you have, with all of the babies murdered and the women raped, there's still people that protest? You know what that's called in the real estate business, Squirrel? A sell signal. Because if you know people this stupid, don't live around them. Even if you have a Tony house in what you thought was an upscale area. Second Ward Alderman Brian Hopkins was back in the 2100 block of Magnolia this morning. Yesterday, he was here to remove the hate-filled flyers off the cars. We didn't want people waking up and having that experience uh, because it's deeply up. What? Why? That's where they live. Are you protecting them from information? Are you censoring people? Of course you are. You're a Chicago Democrat. You want to pretend Lincoln Park is still special rather than an island in a ghetto. And that's for now. Setting, and uh, frankly, it's frightening. He reported what he found to CPD as well as the Chicago Commission on Human Relations. We're normalizing this kind of hate right now. We have to stop it. We cannot let this happen. This could now, squirrel, I often say I'd rather be homeless down here than in Hinsdale up there. And the reason I say that is because down here, law is in force, Squirrel. It's really something to see. This is only a few miles from Studio Xanadu, and uh, I wanted to give you a little ray of hope that maybe in these ghettos one day, many millenniums from now, Things can turn around if you just stop electing Democrats. Very tense scene unfolding in Florida. A hostage standoff at a Bank of America. The suspect claiming to have a bomb and holding a knife to a woman's neck. A sniper then opening fire with the hostages right there. Victor Akendo. Right in the forehead, squirrel. No court date. No 70000 a year to pretend he's a human being and we put him in prison and he gets to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. None of that. Right in the face as he was holding the hostage. That's what you got to love about Florida. Everybody's a good shot. The only surprising thing was it was an actual police officer because only six months ago, 78-year-old retired guy from New York shot another scallywag in the forehead who was trying to rob a FedEx. That's what you got to love about Florida, anywhere in the South, really. And they promote Americans having guns, unlike Illinois. May be able to buy guns without paying sales tax. Yeah, House members are going to consider this new proposal mm -hmm. after it was passed by lawmakers in the state Senate. Senate Bill 344 will let you buy guns, ammunition, and gun safes without paying sales tax for five days each fall. The tax-free holiday would happen. Woo! You know where that state is? America! You know where yours is? The Soviet Union. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just fly. 
Imagine how insulted you would be if you spent tens of thousands of dollars, thousands of hours, following all of the rules to become a legal citizen of this country. And people who didn't do that not only had the same benefits you had, but had the government favoritism that you'll never have. That's exactly who I'm talking to next, which is probably what inspired him to become an expert in the arena of immigration. He's a research fellow in the Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation. He is Simon Hankinson. Simon, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, it's always great to be with you. This is an aggravating situation because of, number one, what I just said about you and so many millions, tens of millions of people like you. But the other issue is the other downside is that we're being overthrown by enemies of this nation. They're not here to be citizens. They're cartel members. They're Communist Party members. They're Hezbollah sympathizers. This is what we're really dealing with, isn't it? Well, we're definitely dealing with all of the above. And that's not to say that every single person coming in illegally is one of those things. But the fact is, under our law and under any kind of moral authority, we're supposed to decide who comes into our country the same way I get to decide who comes into my house. And amid the 8 million or so illegals that have been let in under the Biden administration, there's bound to be all those things you said, and we have done a terrible job uh, of weeding them out. The complexity of the individuals uh, sometimes distracts and blurs the simplicity of the issue. And I say this because I grew up in a small business. And back in the 80s, late 70s, there were these groups of people that would come into a, a retail shop. And they would distract the small business guy. And while two of them were talking to the small business owner, two in the back were stealing off of the shelf. But what you had to realize, if you were that business owner, everybody in that party was a thief because it was an organized distraction and there was profiteering that took place. That's exactly how I feel about this. And I understand the nuances of individuality. I live my life uh, because of it. But the reality is, when you have this kind of chaos that was created by this particular administration, there's a nefarious reason behind it, in my opinion. So I am comfortable saying those that are maybe well-intended took advantage of a very bad situation. So to me, they're as guilty as the guys stealing off the shelf, even though they're talking to my grandfather. You follow me? Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, who even cares about the motivations of, of people trying to get here illegally? Exactly. I, I just want to shut it down. I, I can't, I've never seen anything like this in, in my 55 years. Um, and this country just can't take it a whole lot longer. Well, the the staggering statistic is our own citizens. We have the highest amount of people forced because of the macro economy in their micro life to uh, not be able to afford their life. We have record homeless numbers. Record. We have record amounts of Americans on welfare, government sustenance in one form or another. We have record debt. And I have to watch the really most incompetent, corrupt political whores in our nation, the ones who decided to nullify our immigration law decades ago, use it as cover to pay off their malfeasance of, of fiscal responsibility in their own district, and it's working. All of these Democrat sewers are going to get bailed out by all of the decent people because for some reason we adopted the philosophy that the weak are far more virtuous than the strong. And that, to me, is the crux of our issue. How do you see it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's pretty staggering when you we look at that video that was going around Twitter of those punks trying to beat up a couple of cops in New York because the cops are trying to stop them from exactly what you were talking about before, organized shoplifting, right? So these kids, young men, let's say they're in their 20s, they come over the border from Venezuela or Colombia or wherever they were from. I think it was those two countries. They get processed by our Homeland Security. They get a free bus or plane ticket up to wherever they want to go. Then they get a hotel for free. They get laundry. They get food for free. They get a lawyer if they need one. They get a a bike to ride around on. And then they go commit a crime. And then they get arrested. And then they get let out on cashless bail. And if they need a public defender, they probably get one of those. I mean, from soup to nuts, everything these guys have is coming out of the taxpayer's pocket. And in gratitude, they're out there robbing New Yorkers of their phones and wallets. Um, I mean, and if they ever do get deported, you know, they could just start the whole cycle right over again. Yes. So it's, it's a little staggering. Well, arrogance and entitlement is the formula for welfare in general, the way I see it. You're arrogant and you're entitled and you see yourself as deserving and virtuous. And when I saw that third world moron, lowlife scumbag who kicked our policeman in the head, give the country the finger. As outraged as I was, it was really brilliant because he's right. He is screwing all of us, and so are his cohorts. And I'm wondering, how much longer do we have to wait for the idiot who thought he was getting something for nothing, who voted Democrat his entire life, to wake up? Do you think maybe that'll help him? Well, I think historically there's been a cycle in big cities where the crime gets really bad, and then we elect a tough sheriff who comes in and cleans up and locks away the criminals who commit most of the crime. And then after a while, we think, well, things are pretty safe. We ought to really not be so mean to criminals and you know rehabilitate them and give them restorative justice or whatever you know social programs we dream up. And then crime goes up through the roof, and then the cycle repeats itself. So I, I wish we didn't have to keep learning these lessons of history over and over again. Um, those of us old enough to remember the, the 70s and 80s, uh, especially in places like D.C., we, we know the lesson. But yeah. I, that's my best hope is just people wise up and maybe elect some, some new sheriff. Now, I understand that analogy, but do you know where it, that's never happened? In Chicago, Illinois. 100 years, the same mafia, calling itself a party, political party, has operated the system. Now, if they cleaned up some specific areas, maybe. But all they did is push the dirt to another area, and those areas were always in squalor and chaos. And, you know, something else happened during that time. The people who were involved in the government, the actual law enforcement, they too were involved in the crime. So when you look at this aspect of what we're living through, the macro picture, and you look at the amounts of money and drugs that the cartels are able to operate freely, unencumbered, it's insane. Pablo Escobar never dreamt of the kind of success of the Sinaloa cartel, the New Generation cartel, whatever the other face tattooing fraud scumbag drug dealers call themselves. It's unfettered. In fact, in California, they are taking over public lands and they're planting acres of fields of dope and everything else. Sinaloa cartel hitmen called Sicarios are walking around California like they're Californians. They're doing interviews in coffee shops. I just saw three over the weekend. So at this point, can the government not be in on it? Or is it like those once 
good areas that are ghettos forever in Chicago, where even the cops were kind of in on it. At this point, isn't the government in on it? I, what I think is, is that a uniparty is never a good thing. Whenever you have one party controlling uh, a city like Chicago or a state like New York, um, it, it makes them corrupt. You know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And over time, uh, even the best of men can be can be corrupted. So that's why we need a balanced political system so that we can hold each other accountable, so that you're not just locking up your enemies and feeding off the trough. Um, and, and in the past, that's what was always effective against local corruption was a lot of people uh, looking at it, journalists, you know, radio hosts and other people shining some light on it and then the law enforcement doing their job. But when you've only got one group in charge, that you don't get that kind of balance. And isn't that why the people who kind of stand up and, and long for the days of, of our founding uh, uh principles to be abided by should be celebrating today as we were on the real precipice of being stabbed in the back once again by phony religious republicans as they crafted a bill created in duopoly corruption and it just got defeated shouldn't we we should be celebrating today right as i watched uh really loathsome republicans work hand in glove with the very administration that upon its first day created the chaos we are now living through so do you think this is why we should see a form of optimism in what we've experienced over the last 24, 48 hours? Well, you know, politics is ugly. It's an ugly business. And uh, I, every time I watch it, I, I'm always appalled. Uh, I don't want to impugn the motives of the guys who, who crafted this bill. Probably after a while, they were you know, locked in those rooms. They started to think they were doing a good thing. But this yeah, Senate like clockwork bill was, orange. Was, yeah, I mean, the Senate bill was, was awful. It was a pig. It was one step forward. 10 steps back. I mean, I, I haven't even finished reading through it yet. And I, and I just got a laundry list of terrible, terrible ideas that people try to stick in there. So yeah, we should be celebrating that that bill got defeated and uh, just have to hope that there's something better down the line. Now you're a legal citizen in this country. What country are you originally from? Uh, England. England. All right. So it's, it, it, it's interesting to see the way in which our so-called republic is really run. And it's within that corruption that I see none of the principles of how a republic should be run. Because what's happened, and it's, I don't know where the political jujitsu happened, but what's happened is the, the politicians are so emboldened now that they craft these bills in the dark of night, they release them on a weekend, they want to hold a vote hours later knowing nobody can read through them. So they operate on what they tell you is in it. And yet one thing is for sure in this country, I don't know how it is in England, but the one section of our society that we know is pathological is the politician. So how can we break this system and maybe get Americans to stop watching foosball on the weekends and focus on exactly what's happening? I wish I knew. I mean, I'm always amazed at how little people understand the issues. You know, everybody's got a job. They're busy. But I think uh, our educational standards in our public schools are really circling the drain and I think an awful lot of people just don't have the basic understanding of how government works to be able to, to vote intelligently. And this is a serious problem for our civic future. We've, we've got to figure out a way to get people to be interested in politics and understand that it's their future on the line and their kids' future. One of the things I do when we discuss this topic, in particular over the last couple of days, few days, is I always like to play the news media recap of Joe Biden's first day. It was on his first day 
that he sat at the desk and destroyed all of the benefits that Donald Trump had built, in particular on the border. It's it's within the, the first five executive orders. He goes on to sign 94 executive orders in like 80 days or 82 days. And the bulk of those executive orders are to create this exact issue. Yet, how is that perspective not brought up on more than just a phenomenal uh, uh, talk show uh, in Chicago Drive Time Radio in the afternoon by a very handsome host. Why is that not brought up from coast to coast on every fracking station? Can you explain that to me? Yeah, it's like you're watching two different uh, channels. You know, when you watch the most of the media, you see President Biden as a sort of elder statesman, and he, he speaks eloquently. Well, not eloquently, but he doesn't make as many gaffes. Um, and and his policies make sense if you read the New York Times and, and the Washington Post and, and uh, the rest of it. But then you turn to even what I would call uh, rational media, fair media, but some might say conservative media. And you see that he has a really hard time getting a sentence out. I saw him uh, at a press conference. <laughs> he can't talk. And he can't. I know I feel bad for him. I mean, he's getting so uh, out of it. He's senescent. You know, he's not senile, but he's on that journey we've all seen in our, our relatives and our friends where, you know, you're starting to lose it. And, and I think it's unfair to him, and it's certainly unfair of him, to want to inflict that on America for another four years. That's my personal opinion. Well, um, you know why, regardless of You're a refined Englishman, and you're kind, and you're demure, and you want to pose it from the greatest light. The reality is this crooked bastard is exactly where he should be, the hood ornament of the gangster government, and the Democrat Party isn't a political party. It's an organized syndicate that has destroyed my nation. Uh, you always make me laugh, Sean. <laughs> By the way, I, I want to take advantage of you because now it's the king, you know, and I, you know how I feel about people pretending to be royal. Is there any question in your mind that the redhead son, I don't know his name, what's the name of the redhead son? Uh, Harry. Harry. Is there any question in your mind that Harry is not the king's son, but the security guard for Diana? <laughs> well... <laughs> I, I I hesitate to speculate on that topic, um, but yeah. it, it is it is true that he he looks different from the others. But you know, there were a lot of redheads in that family in the past. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, one thing's for sure: he de- definitely broke the chain because he definitely doesn't look like his parents were cousins. But I do appreciate you always bringing that English perspective to my show. It brings up our uh, our dress code. I really appreciate you coming on. Anytime, Sean. Happy to be with you. (laughs) Thank you, Simon. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Not the king's son, squirrel. Take a look at that hairy fella and Diana's security guard. Oh, a lot more going on than bodyguarding. I guess that's got a different language. Uh, In the meantime, let's get an update on American, I guess, self-proclaimed royals, right? I mean, the establishment kicks in these frauds, whether it's Mitt Romney's niece as the head of the GOP or Nikki Haley as, where'd she come from? Oh, Boeing? Donald Trump is looking for a win in Nevada tomorrow when he takes part in the state's GOP caucuses. That one actually awards delegates. That's right. Now, he did not appear on the ballot in yesterday's primary race, but Nikki Haley still didn't finish first there. CBS News projects the majority of voters supported the option dubbed none of these candidates far ahead. She lost to none of the above, Squirrel. 
None of the above. Looks like Chris Christie was right. Of Haley. It's a ballot option required by state law. Meanwhile, Joe Biden won the Democratic primary in a landslide. In response to that is so outrageous. I'm, I'm, I can't I can't get over the amount of people willing to pretend that Joe Biden is capable of doing anything. I mean, I, I mean, it's just absolutely pathetic. And, and to watch them laugh at him as he awkwardly tries to figure out how to get off stage yesterday. Please enjoy the performance. That's about to begin. All right. We're going to walk off here and get our performance. It's a caricature. It's a Saturday Night Live skit. And in the meantime, what's it all about? It's about money laundering. Because the Democrat areas in this country, as the rest of us are wallowing in feudalism called Bidenomics, they really are raking it in. I mean, it's not just South Carolina, $300 million for free rent. Uh, Connecticut, just forget about your medical costs. How, who's paying for it? Well, the dimwit in diapers is cut, cutting the check, and he's really cutting it to specifically Democrat areas. Folks, I'm here today to talk about something that doesn't get enough attention, and that's the progress we're making to invest in America, all of America. Where's the progress? Where's the benefit? I mean, I guess we're pretending that as the government creates unimaginable amounts of financial debt, that somehow we're having an economy that's thriving. But I just wanted to focus on something that I have open here always when I do a show, and it's the U.S. debt clock. The U.S. debt clock is an amazing vehicle because it not only talks about the $34.2 trillion, now $211 billion since yesterday. What's it gone up? $6 billion overnight. In the meantime, you know what the state debt is in Democrat area states specifically? $1.3 trillion. Maybe that's why Illinois raised the business tax to 9.5, and I see virtually no coverage of it. Where's Juneteenth, Paul Lisnick Day? I mean, how bad does it have to get before people start to realize this is a system that no matter how much it fails, no matter how much you catch the political whores with their hand in the cookie jar, they're just going to keep spending the money. That's why the beauty is when you have something to celebrate, at least celebrate it for once, for once, they didn't ram through another boondoggle of corruption pretending to help us. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker. What would you say to Americans concerned that Congress isn't able to do basic functions? Well, it's just simply not true. We're, we're, we're governing here. Sometimes it's messy. You know, the framers anticipated that you would have a system where people with very different philosophical viewpoints that come from different parts of the country and different constituencies would have different ideas on how to resolve their problems. But what they also anticipated is that we'd be able to get in a room and arm wrestle over public policy and come to consensus to move the ball forward for the most people. That is what's happening here. You're seeing... Now, why didn't he have this speech ready in any of the three previous times? He funded this nonsense. Because if he would have held fast, if he would have understood and said exactly what he just said, maybe this number wouldn't be $34 trillion, $211 billion. But we'll never know, because the path we're set on seems to be the trajectory unless we get more of this. Now, I don't think Mike Johnson is up for the job, but it is it is vexing. How do you like that? Well, we used the yesterday's word today. It is vexing to hear him pretend to understand exactly how important these issues are. Well, he's done nothing since he was sworn in. I received a letter from former top FBI intelligence officials, including the former assistant director of intelligence. In the letter, the signer said that America is facing a, quote, new and unfamiliar threat. 
These former FBI officials told us that we are suffering, quote, a soft invasion along our southern border. They're, they're stating what, it, what is obvious to all of us. Then don't pass another dollar until it's shut down the way we, the people, want. Not the political whores who profit and pretend to be succeeding the whole time bankrupting our nation. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I love this son of a gun. Did you know, Squirrel, you took ice from the North Pole, dragged it to all these areas that were suffering from uh, clean drinking water, you could probably make a fortune. Did you know that, Squirrel? It's not true, but it's in a great movie. Tom in Blue Island knows the movie. Ah, Sean, you stumped me. Dittos, by the way, my friend. It's You the stumped movie. me the other day with the... Uh, with a rocky question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fire one back at you. I think if you remember from our days in the mid '80s, a movie called Brewster's Millions, starring just, Richard Pryor and John Candy. I just told Squirrel about how he how he made money when he was trying to throw it away about the iceberg from the North Pole to South America. But go ahead. Well, the the premise uh, it's it, it kind of a you know a stupid half half ass comedy movie, but. Part of it was he had to spend $30 million in 30 days, yeah. and one of the ways... Yeah. Come one on, of the I, ways I just, he gave just, you the, just gave you the, just gave you the premise of it. Come on. It's called Barack Obama's First so 30 it, Days in Office. Go ahead. He runs, he runs a candidacy for mayor on the platform of none of the above. Yes. And, and he... And the none of the above ends up actually winning, whereas the superstar Nimarada Haley couldn't even beat none of the above yesterday, brother. I know, and that's why he lost the bet because of the iceberg from the North Pole. I buried it in the beginning. Never mind. That's why Blue Island. Not quick on the uptake in Blue Island. Nicholas, Chicago. Hi, Sean. How you doing? Uh, I'm a long-time listener, and... uh... You know, listening to this today about the border problem, I'm really, you know, I mean, I'm a, a an American, a patriot, just like everybody else. And honestly, you know, why don't we just do what was done years ago and have a million-man march of Americans go down there and stand a line at the border and just say, I'm sorry. Well, because if we're going to do it like that was done, we'd have to lie about the numbers. But the other thing is... It's funny, Nicholas, you said something in the very beginning. I'm a patriot like everybody else. The sad, and I mean this, Nicholas, the sad reality is that's not like everybody else. In fact, there's a large part of our population that has contempt for this nation. They're not patriots. They have contempt for the nation. They want to see it brought to the place it is now. They want it even further. Let's call them Democrats. And that's exactly what the play is. So to do a million-man march, I don't know what part of Chicago you're in, but as I watch the news clips all day, every day, and I watch them all night. In fact, I was up very late last night watching news clips. And it's, a, it's an amazing statistic. From Oakland, California, all the way to, to, to uh, uh, New York City, 
there's all these problems. And the immigrants, the gangs that have destroyed Central and South America, they're here now. And they're doing that. We don't need a million guys on the border. We need neighborhood guys walking their neighborhood the way me and my friends used to do. And if you see something wrong, you don't call the police. It's like Melrose Park. See, in Melrose Park, good people don't call the police on bad people. Bad people call the police when the good people let them out of the trunk. You follow me? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what you need. You need it in every neighborhood. You need your group of friends. You get a box of cigars and you get a lot of heavy equipment and you go for a walk and you put the fear of God in these face tattooed third world savages because it's all they understand. They're like Hamas without the religious slant. Thank you very much, Nicholas. We could solve all the problems, squirrel. Because this is all you're negotiating with. Do you think those guys that give the, here, do you think that this filthy, low-life, wretched animal who doesn't even belong in this country, who has the audacity to not only rip something off an American homeowner's house, but then beat the hell out of him? You think you're going to reason with this filthy lowlife? We have new video of yet another violent migrant attack, and you will not believe this one. This video doorbell footage shows a migrant stealing a pro-Israel flag from a Jewish family's Long Island home. And one of the members of this family, by the way, lost a relative in the October 7th terrorist attack by Hamas. And there you see this individual taking that pro-Israel flag. That homeowner rushed to get his flag back, but the migrant immediately began punching him in the head. You see it there. At that point. He's duct taped to a chair in the garage, screaming for somebody to call the police. That's the problem. We're too genteel. And we're going to lose because these are people who are not genteel. They have survived hell that we as spoiled, entitled Americans can't even imagine. And you know how they survived it? By being vicious, by being ferocious, by surviving in a way in which only our ancestors understand. But we're now soft, and that's why we're ripe for the picking. And they have their greatest ally ever, not in from their country, from ours. He's a traitor, some call president, who made certain this would be our reality. John and Palatine. Wow, Sean, I don't know. I don't know how I follow that, um, but I can tell you this. Here's what I don't understand. All of the patriots and the good people, I, I, I should call you Moses sometimes because I love it when you say that uh, we're your people. Uh, yeah. But uh, that, 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 <laughs> that's good. Let my people um, go, John, because this is the only answer. You know, you can do it, but most people can't. And I'm related to a lot of people that can't do it. And I miss them, and I talk to them every day, and they can't. Friends, family, job obligations, they're too old to start over. It's heartbreaking. But in this day and age, well, with the kind of with the kind of technology we have in our hands, just let us secede. Take your policies and go the USSA. That's what you want. See, but they can't, John. You know why? They're broke. They're bust-outs. They live on welfare, and they sell that virtue, phony Marxism. They can't live for 30 days on their own money. They need yours. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand. Uh, all of us, you know, we, we know the Democrats are, are rotten, scoundrel, rat bastards. But it's actually the Republicans, the other side, they are aiding and abetting all of this. You know, when they say there's not enough evidence to support uh, impeaching Mayorkas, why don't they just show all of the video of the millions swimming and crawling and running across the border? Or 
when when they say Biden, uh, it, there's not enough to impeach him. Well, why don't they show the laptop? Why don't they show the canceled checks for tens of thousands of dollars from the Communist China Party? Uh, it's like everybody has that. Well, we here's the thing, John. To the Sean Thompson show. We could uh, listen to the Gateway Pundit. We know where to find it. Why can't the Republicans find Let it? Let me ask you a question. How old are you? You mind if I ask? You don't have to be specific. Give me a ballpark. How old are you? Uh, and we're the same age. Okay, so do you remember when we were young how people used to have a phrase called pork barrel spending? You remember that? Yeah. When's the last time you heard that? You don't hear it anymore, right? Because that became the norm. And what pork barrel spending is, when these political whores make up these omnibus bills of thousands and thousands of pages, they take to their own little districts tens of millions and they give it to their friends in the same way Mayor Johnson hires his moron bust-out friends who can't read. And they enrich them all, and they kick back 30% in the form of campaign contributions. Because the other thing that was unheard of when we were young is the idea that these political whores, these two-bit fraud congressmen, are worth tens of millions. That didn't happen. But we have normalized open corruption, and it's called congressional bills. And until people stop perpetrating that crime, and pull their head out of their ass and understand the kind of money Sean Caston brings to not just companies his father owns, but companies his constituents who give him campaign contributions own, you're just going to be rinsing and repeating, and we will devolve further and further into a third-world Venezuelan society. Because after all, those people are here already. They're used to it. Thank you very much for the call. 312-642-5600. When I get back, Robert, you'll be first, but that'll be after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, I got to tell you, I was so proud of these cops in Fort Myers yesterday. So proud. Waste any time. I didn't have to hear any nonsense about it. I was stealing it because a baby had no diapers and I couldn't buy the food. As if there was an excuse to rob anything. In the meantime, simple. One shot, Guansville. From Florida tonight. Tonight, the terrifying moment. The SWAT team coming face-to-face with a bank robber who took two hostages. It wasn't terrifying for the cops. Only terrifying for the bank robber. And it should be terrifying for all the bank robbers to follow. Because that's what they all should get. Just come out here, let me see your hands, and we'll work with you. We'll work with you. Tense negotiations. You can hear the suspect raising his voice. Deputies urging him to surrender. I know you're going through a lot, but this isn't going to make what you're going through any easier. Authorities racing to the scene of this Bank of America branch in Fort Myers, escorting people out of the building, deploying a robotic dog. Shortly after 11 a.m., we received a call of a bank robbery in progress with multiple hostages. He's going through a lot. You know what he's going through now? It's going through embalmment. There you go. Robert Bloomingdale. Sean, how are you doing? Splendid. You know, that guest you had on earlier was really interesting about immigration. Here's my answer to that. You let people come in here legally only, no social, no constitutional services, no TBDLs. And I happen to agree with that clip you keep playing every once in a while, Bill Clinton, oh, and the illegal immigration. I agree with that, but love it. it's unfortunate. Well, here's the other thing you can do to end it immediately. Not only do they get a bill, the country of origin, where they're from, gets a bill. 
See, but that would upend things. And then maybe people will be asking, what exactly was Kamala Harris doing as her first act as the toe vice president? What was she doing with the $1.5 billion? And she went to Guatemala, and she went to Nicaragua, El Salvador, all these places. Venezuela, what'd you do with the money? Oh, dummy! What'd you do with the money? Because I think, I think you bribed the governments to empty their prisons, to empty their jails, and flood our border. Because you knew these other Democrat sewers that were once great cities, let's say Chicago. You knew that if they ever opened the books, there'd be a lot of people going to jail, not just to shorten the pants gangsters. Named Mike Madigan and Ed Burke, although they'll never see a day. You'd know that people would say, what the hell have you been doing with the money? But now you've got the perfect excuse. What can solve this problem? More money, more money, more money. Brooke, Chicago. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Couldn't agree with you more about it's time for the citizens to take care of the garbage that is now roaming around our streets. Compliments to this open border BS. I tell you, somebody comes yeah. up on my porch and tries to take stuff. I'm going to be the one deleting the ring That's camera exact. because my husband. Is- Your husband's a man, isn't he, Brooke? He's a man, isn't he? I think we lost Brooke. She must live by you, honey bunny. You and the Spartan because he's dying to run out of the house with his shirt off. Steve Wilkins Honda. Hyundai. Sean, how you oh. doing? How you doing? So, you know, you think about this. Everybody is going to get thrown out of these these projects eventually and they have no jobs no money it's, it's going to be it's going to be gotham city at its finest <laughs> without batman no money. only there's no batman this there's time no batman. well yeah. we're going to call you we're going to put the surf oh. up for you sean yeah oh thank you <laughs> thank you i have flip-flops on in short it's going to take me a while to get there yeah we got a couple cadillacs with some big trunks i mean come on exactly remember those days i'll tell you in the meantime how many, uh, how many degenerate low-life MS-13 members can you fit in the back of one of those electronic cars? They don't even want to None. get in. Please, you can probably can't get, get you probably can't get to the site with the shovel because you're going to have that anxiety. What do they call it? Range anxiety. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, so, Steve. I, how's, how's everything going over there? Are you happy? Well, I haven't seen you for a while. When are you coming over to visit? Well, I have to tell you, I bought the car from you. And uh, my wife and kids are going crazy. But I do love the fact that when she forgets to lock the doors, I can do it from my phone, which is about 18 times a day, like today, for example. <laughs> but I, 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 I do love the technology of that car. And, you know, I never had a Hyundai before. I absolutely love it. It's a phenomenal car and a phenomenal deal from Steve at Wilkins Hyundai. And the nice thing is it's one of the few places that was so upfront. I think it was, it was either you or the salesman you gave me. When I said, I don't know, what, what's all this nonsense with the hybrid? Don't waste your time with that thing. The battery goes out, you're at $6,000. That's why you got to love the honesty at Wilkins Hyundai. Thank you very much, brother. Thanks. Thank you. See ya. Hey, and they also have Mazda, Squirrel. You got a, What do you got there, Squirrel? You got your eye on the Mazda, huh? The CX-50 is bad to the bone. You see that thing? Yeah, and then they have the special 0% financing from time to time. You keep it in the roster there, Squirrel. In the meantime, when I get back, we're going to talk money and how you can save it instead of paying 34% on your credit cards. Oh, it's true. we got the big guy coming up. You're going to love him after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. 
With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Imagine how insulted you would be if you spent tens of thousands of dollars, thousands of hours, following all of the rules to become a legal citizen of this country. And people who didn't do that not only had the same benefits you had, but had the government favoritism that you'll never have. That's exactly who I'm talking to next, which is probably what inspired him to become an expert in the arena of immigration. He's a research fellow in the Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation. He is Simon Hankinson. Simon, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, it's always great to be with you. This is an aggravating situation because of, number one, what I just said about you and so many millions, tens of millions of people like you. But the other issue is the other downside is that we're being overthrown by enemies of this nation. They're not here to be citizens. They're cartel members. They're Communist Party members. They're Hezbollah sympathizers. This is what we're really dealing with, isn't it? Well, we're definitely dealing with all of the above. And that's not to say that every single person coming in illegally is one of those things. But the fact is, under our law and under any kind of moral authority, we're supposed to decide who comes into our country the same way I get to decide who comes into my house. And amid the 8 million or so illegals that have been let in under the Biden administration, there's bound to be all those things you said. And we have done a terrible job uh, of weeding them out. The complexity of the individuals uh, sometimes distracts and blurs the simplicity of the issue. And I say this because I grew up in a small business. And back in the 80s, late 70s, there were these groups of people that would come into a, a retail shop. And they would distract the small business guy. And while two of them were talking to the small business owner, two in the back were stealing off of the shelf. But what you had to realize, if you were that business owner... Everybody in that party was a thief because it was an organized distraction and there was profiteering that took place. That's exactly how I feel about this. And I understand the nuances of individuality. I live my life uh, because of it. But the reality is when you have this kind of chaos that was created by this particular administration, there's a nefarious reason behind it, in my opinion. So I am comfortable saying those that are maybe well-intended, took advantage of a very bad situation. So to me, they're as guilty as the guys stealing off the shelf, even though they're talking to my grandfather. You follow me? Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, who even cares about the motivations uh, of, of people trying to get here illegally? Exactly. I, I just want to shut it down. I, I can't, I've never seen anything like this in, in my 55 years, um, and this country just can't take it a whole lot longer. Well, the, the staggering statistic is our own citizens. We have the highest amount of people forced because of the macro economy in their micro life to uh, not be able to afford their life. We have record homeless numbers. Record. We have record amounts of Americans on welfare, government sustenance in one form or another. We have record debt. And I have to watch the really most incompetent, corrupt political whores in our nation, the ones who decided to nullify our immigration law, decades ago, use it as cover to pay off their malfeasance of, of fiscal responsibility in their own district, and it's working. 
all of these Democrat sewers are going to get bailed out by all of the decent people. Because for some reason, we adopted the philosophy that the weak are far more virtuous than the strong. And that, to me, is the crux of our issue. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty staggering when you when you look at that video that was going around Twitter of those punks trying to beat up a couple of cops in New York because the cops are trying to stop them from exactly what you were talking about before, organized shoplifting, right? So these kids, young men, let's say they're in their 20s, they come over the border from Venezuela or Colombia or wherever they were from. I think it was those two countries. They get processed by our homeland security. They get a free bus or plane ticket up to wherever they want to go. Then they get a hotel for free. They get laundry. They get food for free. They get a lawyer if they need one. They get a, a bike to ride around on. And then they go commit a crime. And then they get arrested. And then they get let out on cashless bail. And if they need a public defender, they probably get one of those. I mean, from soup to nuts, everything these guys have is coming out of the taxpayer's pocket. And in gratitude, they're out there robbing New Yorkers of their phones and wallets. Um, I mean, and if they ever do get deported, you know, they could just start the whole cycle right over again. Yes. So it's, it's a little staggering. Well, arrogance and entitlement is the formula for welfare in general, the way I see it. You're arrogant and you're entitled. And you see yourself as deserving and virtuous. And when I saw that third world moron, low-life scumbag who kicked our policeman in the head give the country the finger, as outraged as I was, it was really brilliant. Because he's right. He is screwing all of us. And so are his cohorts. And I'm wondering, how much longer do we have to wait for the idiot who thought he was getting something for nothing, who voted Democrat his entire life, to wake up? Do you think maybe that'll help him? Well, I think historically there's been a cycle in big cities where the crime gets really bad, and then we elect a tough sheriff who comes in and cleans up and locks away the criminals who commit most of the crime. And then after a while we think, well, things are pretty safe. We ought to really not be so mean to criminals and you know rehabilitate them and give them restorative justice or whatever you know, social programs we dream up and then crime goes up through the roof and then the cycle repeats itself. So I, I wish we didn't have to keep learning these lessons of history over and over again. Um, those of us old enough to remember the, the 70s and 80s, uh, especially in places like D.C., we, we know the lesson. But yeah. I, that's my best hope is as people wise up and maybe elect some some new sheriff. Now, I understand that analogy, but do you know where it, that's never happened in Chicago, Illinois? 100 years the same mafia calling itself a party, political party, has operated the system. Now, if they cleaned up some specific areas, maybe. But all they did is push the dirt to another area, and those areas were always in squalor and chaos. And, you know, something else happened during that time. The people who were involved in the government, the actual law enforcement, they too were involved in the crime. So when you look at this aspect of what we're living through, the macro picture, and you look at the amounts of money and drugs that the cartels are able to operate freely, unencumbered. It's insane. Pablo Escobar never dreamt of the kind of success of the Sinaloa cartel, the New Generation cartel, whatever the other face tattooing fraud scumbag drug dealers call themselves. It's unfettered. In fact, in California, they are taking over public lands and they're planting acres of fields of dope and everything else. 
Sinaloa cartel hitmen called Sicarios are walking around California like they're Californians. They're doing interviews in coffee shops. I just saw three over the weekend. So at this point, can the government not be in on it? Or is it like those once good areas that are ghettos forever in Chicago, where even the cops were kind of in on it? At this point, isn't the government in on it? I, what I think is, is that a uniparty is never a good thing. Whenever you have one party controlling uh, a city like Chicago or a state like New York, um, it, it makes them corrupt. You know, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And over time, uh, even the best of men can be can be corrupted. So that's why we need a balanced political system so that we can hold each other accountable, so that you're not just locking up your enemies and feeding off the trough. Um, and, and in the past, that's what was always effective against local corruption was a lot of people uh, looking at it, journalists, you know, radio hosts and other people shining some light on it and then the law enforcement doing their job. But when you've only got one group in charge, that you don't get that kind of balance. And isn't that why the people who kind of stand up and, and long for the days of, of our founding uh, uh principles to be abided by should be celebrating today as we were on the real precipice of being stabbed in the back once again by phony religious republicans as they crafted a bill created in duopoly corruption and it just got defeated shouldn't we we should be celebrating today right as i watched uh really loathsome republicans work hand in glove with the very administration that upon its first day created the chaos we are now living through so do you think this is why we should see a form of optimism in what we've experienced over the last 24, 48 hours? Well, you know, politics is ugly. It's an ugly business. And uh, I, every time I watch it, I, I'm always appalled. Uh, I don't want to impugn the motives of the guys who, who crafted this bill. Probably after a while, they were you know, locked in those rooms. They started to think they were doing a good thing. But this yeah, Senate like bill was, orange. Was, yeah, I mean, the Senate bill was, was awful. It was a pig. It was one step forward. 10 steps back. I mean, I, I haven't even finished reading through it yet. And I, and I just got a laundry list of terrible, terrible ideas that people try to stick in there. So yeah, we should be celebrating that that bill got defeated and uh, just have to hope that there's something better down the line. Now you're a legal citizen in this country. What country are you originally from? Uh, England. England. All right. So it's, it, it, it's interesting to see the way in which our so-called republic is really run. And it's within that corruption that I see none of the principles of how a republic should be run. Because what's happened, and it's, I don't know where the political jujitsu happened, but what's happened is the, the politicians are so emboldened now that they craft these bills in the dark of night. They release them on a weekend. They want to hold a vote hours later knowing nobody can read through them. So they operate on what they tell you is in it. And yet one thing is for sure in this country, I don't know how it is in England, but the one section of our society that we know is pathological is the politician. So how can we break this system and maybe get Americans to stop watching foosball on the weekends and focus on exactly what's happening? I wish I knew. I mean, I'm always amazed at how little people understand the issues. You know, everybody's got a job. They're busy. But I think uh, our educational standards in our public schools are really circling the drain and I think an awful lot of people just don't have the basic understanding of how government works to be able to, to vote intelligently. And this is a serious problem for our civic future. We've, we've got to figure out a way to get people to be interested, 
in politics and understand that it's their future on the line and their kids' future. One of the things I do when we discuss this topic, in particular over the last couple of days, few days, is I always like to play the news media recap of Joe Biden's first day. It was on his first day that he sat at the desk and destroyed all of the benefits that Donald Trump had built, in particular on the border. It's it's within the, the first five executive orders. He goes on to sign 94 executive orders in like 80 days or 82 days. And the bulk of those executive orders are to create this exact issue. Yet, how is that perspective not brought up on more than just a phenomenal uh, uh, talk show uh, in Chicago drive time radio in the afternoon by a very handsome host? Why is that not brought up from coast to coast on every fracking station? Can you explain that to me? Yeah, it's like you're watching two different uh, channels. You know, when you watch the, most of the media, you see President Biden as a sort of elder statesman, and he, he speaks eloquently. Well, not eloquently, but he doesn't make as many gaffes. Um, and, and his policies make sense if you read the New York Times and, and the Washington Post and, and uh, the rest of it. But then you turn to even what I would call uh, rational media, fair media, but some might say conservative media. And you see that he has a really hard time getting a sentence out. I saw him uh, at a press conference. <laughs> he can't talk. And he can't. I know I feel bad for him. I mean, he's getting so uh, out of it. He's senescent. You know, he's not senile, but he's on that journey we've all seen in our, our relatives and our friends where, you know, you're starting to lose it. And, and I think it's unfair to him, and it's certainly unfair of him, to want to inflict that on America for another four years. That's my personal opinion. Well, you um, know why, regardless of You're a refined Englishman, and you're kind, and you're demure, and you want to pose it from the greatest light. The reality is this crooked bastard is exactly where he should be, the hood ornament of the gangster government, and the Democrat Party isn't a political party. It's an organized syndicate that has destroyed my nation. Uh, you always make me laugh, Sean. <laughs> By the way, I, I want to take advantage of you because now it's the king. You know, and I, you know how I feel about people pretending to be royal. Is there any question in your mind that the redhead son, I don't know his name. What's the name of the redhead son? Uh, Harry. Harry. Is there any question in your mind that Harry is not the king's son, but the security guard for Diana? <laughs> well... <laughs> I, uh-huh. I, I hesitate to speculate on that topic, um, but yeah. it, it is it is true that he he looks different from the others. But, you know, there were a lot of redheads in that family in the past. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, one thing's for sure. He de- definitely broke the chain because he definitely doesn't look like his parents were cousins. But I do appreciate you always bringing that English perspective to my show. It brings up our uh, our dress code. I really appreciate you coming on. Anytime, Sean. Happy to be with you. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Not the king's son, squirrel. Take a look at that hairy fella and Diana's security guard. Oh, a lot more going on than bodyguarding. I guess that's got a different language. Uh, In the meantime, let's get an update on American, I guess, self-proclaimed royals, right? I mean, the establishment kicks in these frauds, whether it's Mitt Romney's niece as the head of the GOP or Nikki Haley as, where'd she come from? Oh, Boeing? 
Donald Trump is looking for a win in Nevada tomorrow when he takes part in the state's GOP caucuses. That one actually awards delegates. That's right. Now, he did not appear on the ballot in yesterday's primary race, but Nikki Haley still didn't finish first there. CBS News projects the majority of voters supported the option dubbed none of these candidates far ahead. She lost to none of the above, Squirrel. None of the above. Looks like Chris Christie was right. Of Haley. It's a ballot option required by state law. Meanwhile, Joe Biden won the Democratic primary in a landslide. In response to that is so outrageous. I'm, I'm, I can't I can't get over the amount of people willing to pretend that Joe Biden is capable of doing anything. I mean, I, I mean, it's just absolutely pathetic. And, and to watch them laugh at him as he awkwardly tries to figure out how to get off stage yesterday. Please enjoy the performance that's about to begin. All right. We're going to walk off here and get our performance. It's a caricature. It's a Saturday Night Live skit. And in the meantime, what's it all about? It's about money laundering. Because the Democrat areas in this country, as the rest of us are wallowing in feudalism called Bidenomics, they really are raking it in. I mean, it's not just South Carolina, 300 million for free rent. Uh, Connecticut, just forget about your medical costs. How, who's paying for it? Well, the dimwood in diapers is cut, cutting a check. And he's really cutting it to specifically Democrat areas. Folks, I'm here today to talk about something that doesn't get enough attention. And that's the progress we're making to invest in America, all of America. Where's the progress? Where's the benefit? I mean, I guess we're pretending that as the government creates unimaginable amounts of financial debt, that somehow we're having an economy that's thriving. But I just wanted to focus on something that I have open here always when I do a show, and it's the U.S. debt clock. The U.S. debt clock is an amazing vehicle because it not only talks about the $34.2 trillion, now $211 billion, since yesterday, what's it gone up? Six billion overnight. In the meantime, you know what the state debt is in Democrat area states specifically? $1.3 trillion. Maybe that's why Illinois raised the business tax to 9.5, and I see virtually no coverage of it. Where's Juneteenth, Paul Lisnick Day? I mean, how bad does it have to get before people start to realize this is a system that no matter how much it fails, no matter how much you catch the political whores with their hand in the cookie jar, they're just going to keep spending the money. That's why the beauty is when you have something to celebrate, at least celebrate it for once, for once they didn't ram through another boondoggle of corruption pretending to help us. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker. What would you say to Americans concerned that Congress isn't able to do basic well, it's just simply not true. We're, we're, we're governing here. Sometimes it's messy. The, you know, the framers anticipated that you would have a system where people with very different philosophical viewpoints that come from different parts of the country and different constituencies would have different ideas on how to resolve their problems. But what they also anticipated is that we'd be able to get in a room and arm wrestle over public policy and come to consensus to move the ball forward for the most people. That is what's happening here. You're seeing... Now, why didn't he have this speech ready in any of the three previous times? He funded this nonsense. Because if he would have held fast, if he would have understood and said exactly what he just said, maybe this number wouldn't be $34,211,000,000. But we'll never know. Because the path we're set on seems to be the trajectory unless we get more of this. Now, I don't think Mike Johnson is up for the job. But it is, it is vexing. How do you like that? Well, we used the yesterday's word today. It is vexing to hear him pretend 
to understand exactly how important these issues are. Well, he's done nothing since he was sworn in. I received a letter from former top FBI intelligence officials, including the former assistant director of intelligence. In the letter, the signer said that America is facing a, quote, new and unfamiliar threat. These former FBI officials told us that we are suffering, quote, a soft invasion along our southern border. They're, they're stating what, it, what is obvious to all of us. Then don't pass another dollar until it's shut down the way we, the people, want. Not the political whores who profit and pretend to be succeeding the whole time bankrupting our nation. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I love this son of a gun. Did you know, Squirrel, if you took ice from the North Pole, dragged it to all these areas that were suffering from uh, clean drinking water, you could probably make a fortune. Did you know that, Squirrel? It's not true, but it's in a great movie. Tom in Blue Island knows the movie. Ah, Sean, you stumped me. Dittos, by the way, my friend. It's You, you the stumped movie. me the other day with the... Uh, with a rocky question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fire one back at you. I think if you remember from our days in the mid '80s, a movie called Brewster's Millions, starring just, Richard Pryor and John Candy. I just told Squirrel about how he how he made money when he was trying to throw it away about the iceberg from the North Pole to South America. But go ahead. Well, the the premise uh, it's it, it kind of a stu- you know a stupid half half ass comedy movie, but. Part of it was he had to spend $30 million in 30 days, yeah. and one of the ways... Yeah. Come one on, of the I, know, ways I just, gave just, you a, just, gave a, just gave you the premise of it. Come on. It's called Barack Obama's First so 30 it, Days in Office. Go ahead. He runs, he runs a candidacy for mayor on the platform of none of the above. Yes. And, and he... And the none of the above ends up actually winning, whereas the superstar Nimarada Haley couldn't even beat none of the above yesterday, brother. I know, and that's why he lost the bet because of the iceberg from the North Pole. I buried it in the beginning. Never mind. That's why Blue Island. Not quick on the uptake in Blue Island. Nicholas, Chicago. Hi, Sean. How you doing? Uh, I'm a long-time listener, and... uh... You know, listening to this today about the border problem, I'm really, you know, I mean, I'm a, a an American, a patriot, just like everybody else. And honestly, you know, why don't we just do what was done years ago and have a million-man march of Americans go down there and stand the line at the border and just say, I'm sorry. Well, and because if we're going to do it like that was done, we'd have to lie about the numbers. But the other thing is... It's funny, Nicholas, you said something in the very beginning. I'm a patriot like everybody else. The sad, and I mean this, Nicholas, the sad reality is that's not like everybody else. In fact, there's a large part of our population that has contempt for this nation. They're not patriots. They have contempt for the nation. They want to see it brought to the place it is now. They want it even further. Let's call them Democrats. And that's exactly what the play is. 
So to do a million-man march, I don't know what part of Chicago you're in. But as I watch the news clips all day, every day, and I watch them all night. In fact, I was up very late last night watching news clips. And it's, a, it's an amazing statistic. From Oakland, California, all the way to, to, to uh, uh, New York City, there's all these problems. And the immigrants, the gangs that have destroyed Central and South America, they're here now. And they're doing that. We don't need a million guys on the border. We need neighborhood guys walking their neighborhood the way me and my friends used to do. And if you see something wrong, you don't call the police. It's like Melrose Park. See, in Melrose Park, good people don't call the police on bad people. Bad people call the police when the good people let them out of the trunk. You follow me? Yeah, absolutely. So that's what you need. You need it in every neighborhood. You need your group of friends, you get a box of cigars, and you get a lot of heavy equipment, and you go for a walk, and you put the fear of God in these face-tattooed third-world savages, because it's all they understand. They're like Hamas without the religious slant. Thank you very much, Nicholas. We could solve all the problems, squirrel, because this is all you're negotiating with. Do you think those guys that give the... Here, do you think that this filthy, low-life, wretched animal who doesn't even belong in this country, who has the audacity to not only rip something off an American homeowner's house, but then beat the hell out of him? You think you're going to reason with this filthy lowlife? We have new video of yet another violent migrant attack, and you will not believe this one. This video doorbell footage shows a migrant stealing a pro-Israel flag from a Jewish family's Long Island home. And one of the members of this family, by the way, lost a relative in the October 7th terrorist attack by Hamas. And there you see this individual taking that pro-Israel flag. That homeowner rushed to get his flag back, but the migrant immediately began punching him in the head. You see it there. At that point, he's duct taped to a chair in the garage, screaming for somebody to call the police. That's the problem. We're too genteel. And we're going to lose... Because these are people who are not genteel. They have survived hell that we, as spoiled, entitled Americans, can't even imagine. And you know how they survived it? By being vicious, by being ferocious, by surviving in a way in which only our ancestors understand. But we're now soft, and that's why we're ripe for the picking. And they have their greatest ally ever, not in, from their country, from ours. He's a traitor, some call president, who made certain this would be our reality. John and Palatine. Wow, Sean. I don't know, I don't know how I follow that. Um, but I can tell you this. Here's what I don't understand. All of the patriots and the good people, I, I, I should call you Moses sometimes because I love it when you say that uh, we're your people. Uh, yeah. But uh, that... that, that <laughs> Good. Let my people go, um, John, because this is the only answer. You know, you can do it, but most people can't. And I'm related to a lot of people that can't do it. And I miss them, and I talk to them every day, and they can't. Friends, family, job obligations, they're too old to start over. It's heartbreaking. But in this day and age, well, with, the kind of, with the kind of technology we have in our hands, just let us secede. Take your policies and go the USSA. That's what you want. See, but they can't, John. You know why? They're broke. They're bust-outs. They live on welfare, and they sell that virtue, phony Marxism. They can't live for 30 days on their own money. They need yours. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand. Uh, all of us, you know, we, we know the Democrats are, are rotten, scoundrel, rat bastards. 
but it's actually the Republicans, the other side, they are aiding and abetting all of this. You know, when they say there's not enough evidence to support uh, impeaching Mayorkas, why don't they just show all of the video of the millions swimming and crawling and running across the border? Or when, when they say Biden, uh, it, there's not enough to impeach him, well, why don't they show the laptop? Why don't they show the canceled checks for tens of thousands of dollars from the Communist China Party? Uh, it's like everybody has that. Well, we here's the thing, John. The Sean Thompson show. We could uh, listen to the Gateway Pundit. We know where to find it. Why can't the Republicans find Let it? Let me ask you a question. How old are you? You mind if I ask? You don't have to be specific. Give me a ballpark. How old are you? Uh, and we're the same age. Okay, so do you remember when we were young how people used to have a phrase called pork barrel spending? You remember that? Yeah. When's the last time you heard that? You don't hear it anymore, right? Because that became the norm. And what pork barrel spending is, when these political whores make up these omnibus bills of thousands and thousands of pages, they take to their own little districts tens of millions, and they give it to their friends in the same way Mayor Johnson hires his moron bust-out friends who can't read. And they enrich them all, and they kick back 30% in the form of campaign contributions. Because the other thing that was unheard of when we were young is the idea that these political whores, these two-bit fraud congressmen, are worth tens of millions. That didn't happen. But we have normalized open corruption. And it's called congressional bills. And until people stop perpetrating that crime and pull their head out of their ass and understand the kind of money Sean Caston brings to not just companies his father owns, but companies his constituents who give him campaign contributions own, you're just going to be rinsing and repeating and we will devolve further and further into a third-world Venezuelan society. Because after all, those people are here already. They're used to it. Thank you very much for the call. 312-642-5600. When I get back, Robert, you'll be first, but that'll be after this. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, I got to tell you, I was so proud of these cops in Fort Myers yesterday. So proud. Waste any time. I didn't have to hear any nonsense about it. I was stealing it because a baby had no diapers and I couldn't buy the food. As if there was an excuse to rob anything. In the meantime, simple. One shot, Gwansville. From Florida tonight. Tonight, the terrifying moment. The SWAT team coming face-to-face with a bank robber who took two hostages. It wasn't terrifying for the cops, only terrifying for the bank robber. And it should be terrifying for all the bank robbers to follow, because that's what they all should get. Just come out here, let me see your hands, and we'll work with you. We'll work with you. Tense negotiations. You can hear the suspect raising his voice. Deputies urging him to surrender. I know you're going through a lot, but this isn't going to make what you're going through any easier. Authorities racing to the scene of this Bank of America branch in Fort Myers, escorting people out of the building, deploying a robotic dog. Shortly after 11 a.m., we received a call of a bank robbery in progress with multiple hostages. The sheriff- He's going through a lot. You know what he's going through now? He's going through embalment. There you go. Robert Bloomingdale. Sean, how are you doing? Splendid. You know, you, that cast you had on earlier was really interesting about immigration. Here's my answer to that. You let people come in here legally only, no social, no constitutional 
services, no TV deals. And I happen to agree with that clip you keep playing every once in a while, Bill Clinton oh, and the illegal it. immigration. I agree with that, but love it. it's unfortunate. Go well, ahead. here's the other thing you can do to end it immediately. Not only do they get a bill, the country of origin, where they're from, gets a bill. See, but that would upend things. And then maybe people will be asking, what exactly was Kamala Harris doing as her first act as the toe vice president? What was she doing with the $1.5 billion? And she went to Guatemala, and she went to Nicaragua, El Salvador, all these places. Venezuela, what'd you do with the money? Oh, dummy, what'd you do with the money? Because I think, I think you bribed the governments to empty their prisons to empty their jails and flood our border because you knew these other democrat sewers that were once great cities let's say chicago you knew that if they ever opened the books there'd be a lot of people going to jail not just to shorten the pants gangsters named mike madigan and ed burke although they'll never see a day you'd know that people say what the hell have you been doing with the money but now you've got the perfect excuse what can solve this problem more money more money more money brooke chicago Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Couldn't agree with you more about it's time for the citizens to take care of the garbage that is now roaming around our streets. Compliments to this open border BS. I tell you, somebody comes yeah. up on my porch and tries to take stuff. I'm going to be the one deleting the ring That's camera exact- because my husband. Is- your husband's a man, isn't he, Brooke? He's a man, isn't he? I think we lost Brooke. She must live by you, honey bunny. You and the Spartan. Because he's dying to run out of the house with his shirt off. Steve Wilkins Honda. Hyundai. Sean, how you oh. doing? How you doing? So, you know, you think about this. Everybody is going to get thrown out of these these projects eventually, and they have no jobs, no money. It's, it's going to be it's going to be Gotham City at its finest. <laughs> Without Batman. No money. Only there's no Batman this Without time. Batman. Well, yeah. we're going to call you. We're going to put the surf oh. up for you, Sean. Yeah, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I have flip-flops on in shorts. It's going to take me a while to get there. Yeah. we got a couple Cadillacs with some big trunks. I mean, come on. Exactly. Remember those days? I'll tell you, in the meantime, how many, uh, how many degenerate low-life MS-13 members can you fit in the back of one of those electronic cars? They don't even want to None. get in. Please, you can probably can't get, get you there. probably can't get to the site with the shovel because you're going to have that anxiety. What do they call it? Range anxiety. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, thank you very much, yeah. so, Steve. I, how's how was everything going over there? Are you happy? Well, I haven't seen you for a while. When you're coming over to visit? Well, I have to tell you, I bought the car from you, and uh, my wife and kids are going crazy. But I do love the fact that when she forgets to lock the doors, I can do it from my phone, which is about 18 times a day, like today, for example. But I, 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 I do love the technology of that car. And, you know, I never had a Hyundai before. I absolutely love it. It's a phenomenal car and a phenomenal deal from Steve at Wilkins Hyundai. And the nice thing is, it's one of the few places that was so upfront. I think it was, it was either you or the salesman you gave me. When I said, I don't know, what, what's all this nonsense with the hybrid? Don't waste your time with that thing. The battery goes out, you're at $6,000. That's why you got to love the honesty at Wilkins Hyundai. Thank you very much, brother. Thanks. Thank you. See ya. Hey, and they also have Mazda, Squirrel. You got a, what do you got there, Squirrel? You got your eye on the Mazda, huh? The CX-50 is bad to the bone. You see that thing? Yeah, and then they have the special 0% financing from time to time. You keep it in the roster there, Squirrel. In the meantime, when I get back, we're going to talk money and how you can save it instead of paying 34% on your credit cards. Oh, it's true. we got the big guy coming up. You're going to love him after this. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.